Hello, and welcome back to the Women Offshore podcast. I am Jace Curry, Director of Community Outreach here at Women Offshore. And as I am preparing to come back from my second maternity leave, I wanted to talk about a list of considerations before becoming pregnant or things to think about after you find out that you're pregnant. Obviously, planning and preparation goes a long way with these. But here are some things to think about to ask your company, your HR partners, and really just know about as you plan to transition to motherhood. So first of all, I didn't ask my company any questions until I was pregnant. And I was very fortunate to have a friend who worked in HR who was able to help me navigate this until I was ready to disclose. I don't recommend doing this. Okay. If I had to do it all again with a first pregnancy, I really would have gathered information from my company beforehand. And that was what I did for my second pregnancy. I actually joined a company and started in a new role while I was pregnant. So I had to navigate different considerations there. But one thing that's really helpful when you're entertaining a job offer, you can ask for companies of copies of their policies. So, you know, say, hey, can you provide me a copy of your maternity leave policy? Can you provide me information on when I qualify for the family medical leave for when I qualify for a short-term disability? Because these are going to be important considerations in your maternity leave. So here are just kind of some things to think about and ask, knowing like, does the company have a maternity leave policy for offshore employees? Not every company does. And especially if you are not pregnant, this kind of gives you a unique opportunity to create a policy that you would like to see, that you would like to have in place talk to other women in the community and kind of see what their company leave policies are and what that looks like. But you don't know unless you ask, right? And if you ask and nothing exists, it can be a really cool opportunity to create something that is actually going to work out. A lot of HR professionals haven't spent a lot of time offshore, just you know, generally speaking, so them kind of go out for site visits and that's it. So they're not familiar with like, hey, coming back from leave or, you know, at what point in a pregnancy are we going to take leave and all the different considerations and factors there. So number two, and this one's really, really important is knowing if you have been with your company long enough to qualify for maternity leave or the Family Medical Leave Act. The maternity leave, it may be effective immediately. Some companies don't have it until you've been there a year. Federally, the in the US, the company is not required to offer you protection under the Family Medical Leave Act or FMLA until you have been there for a year at the time of this recording. And so just knowing like, hey, what does this look like? You may or may not qualify for disability depending on how long you've been with the company, but know that disability is standard, at least in shoreside roles to make sure that you're paid for part of your maternity leave. And this is really 
kind of intricate and drawn out. So I definitely recommend speaking with your HR business partner or DPA designated person ashore to get clear cut answers on these. You can negotiate these as part of your job offer. So know that that's available to you saying like, maybe they put it in your offer that you are eligible for maternity leave from day one, if it's 90 days or a year or whatever that looks like, you can negotiate these things. And you'll, like I said earlier, you'll never know unless you ask. So things to consider while you are actually pregnant and working on board, if this is the route that you choose to go, that your medical professionals agree is best for you because every person and every pregnancy is different and they're There's no judgment and no shame in whatever decisions you choose to make. Personally, I came shoreside before starting my family, but, you know, in over the course of the last few months on the podcast, we've talked to several women who had successful pregnancies and returned back to work offshore afterwards. So knowing your rotation and where you'll actually be working, which countries, is very, very important. You want to know what kind of medical support is going to be available to you. So, you know, if you're a 15 minute helicopter ride into New Orleans, say that's going to be a really different standard of medical care than is going to be available to you after an eight hour boat ride into Africa, right? So maybe consider asking to be put on a shorter rotation or assigned to a different ship, especially if you are continuing to sail into your third trimester. Your company may also offer you the option to work in the office if you are close by or maybe on a rotation in the office. And they may also have remote work available. So again, asking what are your options and can they look different for the few months that you are spending pregnant. Another thing that's going to be important is are your care providers shoreside? So your OBGYN, your midwife, are they going to be familiar with an offshore environment? Most aren't, right? Like they see a lot of women who work in offices or maybe plants or things like that, but they're most medical professionals as a whole are not going to have a ton of understanding of the challenges that we face in remote and offshore locations. So the more information you can bring to them ahead of time about potential hazards, knowing like, hey, it's loud. There's a lot of stairs. It's really hot. Here are some of the chemicals that I am potentially exposed to. And I recommend pulling the SDSs for the chemicals you're exposed to on a regular basis and bringing them to your provider to help them provide input in your care. Like if you're, you know, a driller or a mate and you're not exposed to a lot of chemicals as a whole, this is going to look really different than if you're a mud logger or a dairy hand or in another position where you're commonly working with chemicals. In an earlier podcast episode, we spoke to Jordan who, you know, realized during a zinc bromide spill that it may cause fetal harm. And this was while she was pregnant. So, but it wasn't until she pulled the SDSs in that moment that she knew that. Right. And so knowing ahead of time and being prepared to discuss 
those risks with your providers ahead of time is huge. One thing that may be helpful before being pregnant is actually going out to your work areas and taking decibel readings to know what the decibels are and if that may cause harm or distress to the baby in utero and being able to provide actual numbers versus like, hey, it's loud, right? And then one thing that nobody really talks about and one thing that I was not fully aware about until I actually became pregnant was just there's different changes that occur in your body during pregnancy. So a lot of women have difficulty with balance. So climbing may not be safe, just general vessel movement may not be safe. Morning sickness or you know severe morning sickness may make it difficult to be out there hydration levels because there's actually conditions that are make you so sick where you actually may need hospitalization and medication throughout most of or the entire pregnancy. And also like a lot of women's bodies are going to create relaxin, which is a hormone that's going to cause ligament laxity and hypermobility. So this can cause joint pain. This can alter your biomechanics and this can lead to injury. Like as we know, offshore work environments aren't the safest in general. And especially if you have hypermobility in your joints, this could be problematic. So keeping track of where you're at and what changes are occurring and knowing that one week may be fantastic and the next week, a lot of your job isn't doable and that's okay. Understanding your body, understanding your limits. And so we want to make sure that you're being safe out there and not causing any unnecessary harm to your body or to baby. The third kind of thing I want to talk about is returning to work. So if you are planning on breastfeeding or pumping, make sure you order your pump ahead of time and get comfortable with your routine. The last thing you want to experience is getting out to your ship and realizing like, hey, I have no idea how my pump works. I don't have all the parts I need. And if you're looking for some amazing resources from a care provider who understands the industry, check in with Diana at Polaris Lactation. She is speaking at the Women Offshore Conference to provide some resources for you. But she's just a wealth of information and she was an engineer. So she really understands the unique challenges of offshore work environments. Another thing to keep in mind is that daycare wait lists are incredibly long, especially depending on what areas you're in. So when do you need to register, right? In order to ensure that baby has a place to stay while you're at work, is the baby staying with another parent or a grandparent or a friend who, because you're gone, you know, not just for eight hours a day, you're gone for days and weeks at a time in offshore work environments. So having the logistics and deadlines of when certain things need to be completed by figured out before returning back to work will reduce stress down the line. And I highly recommend planning all that like in your third trimester. Do you have a plan for postpartum support? Postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, PPA and PPD are very common and 
some things that can contribute to that are being away from your family, being away from your baby and not having proper support. So I personally struggled with very bad anxiety after the birth of my daughter and really had to rely heavily on my support system. To be perfectly honest, I didn't even really identify that that was something going on with me until someone told me, hey, it's not anxious. It's not normal to be this anxious. And I was like, what? This isn't just parenthood. And they told me no, like there's something going on. So it can be hard when your hormones are all over the place and things are just kind of crazy to understand like this isn't normal. I maybe need a little bit more care. I maybe need a little bit more support. And again, every pregnancy and every person is different. So I had PPA with my first pregnancy. I didn't have it with my second. So just because you've had maybe one or two pregnancies before and didn't experience that, it doesn't mean it can't happen. Even if you're not experiencing PPA or PBD, like the postpartum period is rough like hormones are all over the place, night sweats, leaking milk, other bodily changes. And especially if you're pushing yourself to return to work too soon, knowing that you're not alone during this time and having access to proper support is going to be essential. So Make sure you have a plan in place for support, whether that's onboard the vessel, whether that's someone you can call during this time, kind of communicate with, rely on, and also knowing that there are professionals who you can reach out to if needed. Knowing what to expect when you're planning on becoming pregnant while you're pregnant on board, if that is a route that you elect to take and knowing what to expect when returning to work is going to be extremely helpful. So I definitely recommend checking out some of the resources on the Women Offshore blog. We have a couple of posts that you may find helpful reaching out to providers who are going to be familiar with the offshore environment or providing as much information to them as you possibly can. Checking out our previous episodes of the Women Offshore podcast about motherhood, just for some other considerations. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this was helpful for you. Let us know what questions you have and we'll chat with you soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Women Offshore podcast. What did you think of the show? Leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. Additionally, if you want to propel Women Offshore forward, please visit womenoffshore.org or womenoffshore.shop. Make a donation or purchase some swag. Until next time, stay safe out there and I'll talk to you soon.